Hi, this is Roland Fisher, lead pastor of Second City Church, and we hope that you're well. Welcome to our online service. We hope you leave today encouraged, full of faith, and ready to take the kingdom of God wherever you may go. We're so glad that you chose to join us today, and once again, welcome. Now, you've chosen to join us on a very special day, which is the beginning of the Advent season. And if you didn't grow up in church like myself, what the Advent season is, is it's part of the church calendar, which is celebrating the Advent, which means the coming of the historic Jesus of Nazareth to the earth to live as God incarnate, who would actually be the one to walk amongst his creation so that humanity wouldn't have to know God at a distance or have to guess at who God was or how he interacts with his creation. But Jesus would be born incarnate in the world and he would walk amongst us. He would live a sinless life. He would show the world the greatest example of humanity that the world has ever seen, being an example for us all. He would show that he was God by opening blind eyes and opening deaf ears through his great compassion, driving demons out of people who were tormented and actually raising people from the dead, giving them back to their loved ones. But most importantly, Jesus would go to a bloody cross sacrificially to act as an agent of reconciliation, to bring sinful humanity back into friendship with Almighty God, that they wouldn't have to know the hell that they deserve, but instead have not only forgiveness of sins, but new life in Him. And so Jesus, in His coming, brought great joy to the world. And that's going to be the title of our new series that we're going to be going through for the next several weeks. It's going to be Joy to the World and not just a traditional nativity series, but it's actually going to be breaking down how Jesus' coming actually impacted the lives of particular individuals and how his coming actually was God meeting people right where they were. Just like God wants to meet you today, right where you are, and bring a supernatural and an eternal joy to your heart and to your life through the good news of Jesus Christ. And so today we're going to subtitle this message, The Dreamers. And we're going to talk about the dreamers in three parts, how God brought joy to the world to those who had some plans. We're going to bring the uh, message, break the message down into three parts today. We're going to talk first about our plans that we all have plans that in 2020 have been upended to some extent have been upended and they often are upended throughout our lifetimes. We're going to talk secondly about God's plans, God's plans that can never be thwarted and those plans in which we need to come into alignment. And then finally, we're going to talk about our salvation, our salvation that God brings through those great and gracious plans. So before we do anything else, let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word to us today. And we thank you that, God, your plans are better and are good. God, and we thank you that as we begin this Advent season, we remember that you have, through your plans, brought great joy to the world brought great joy to the world through your son, Jesus Christ, offering not only eternal life, but an eternal hope in you. And God, we're asking you that you would lift us by your word today and give us the joy 
of those plans in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so let's start by talking about our plans. Now, what we need to uh, acknowledge is that all of us have plans in our lives, whether they're spoken or unspoken, whether they're conscious or subconscious, all of us have plans that we've made for ourselves. We've made plans in such a way where we have a picture of what we want our lives to look like. It may have to do with who you are as a person or who you want to become the things that you want to accomplish in life, the types of experiences that you want to have. For many of you, it's the type of individuals that you want to surround yourself with, whether they be friends or an eventual family. For some of you, it might be career choices that you want to make or different achievements that you want to actually be able to ascertain in the world. It might be, for some of you, the financial state that you want to find yourself in. For some of us, it's actually the type of impact or legacy that you want to have in the world when your days are finally done. These all comprise the types of plans, whether they be internal or spoken, that people have for themselves. Whether they think about it actively or not, everybody's got some plans. But what 2020 has shown us is that our plans, no matter how well laid they may be, often get upended. And no one could have anticipated or expected the type of experience that we would have had in our city, in our nation, and in our world through the pandemic of 2020. It's not like times like these haven't happened before, but no one was looking for them. We weren't expecting them and our plans have been greatly impacted by what's occurred. Now, the good news is, is that we're not the only people who've experienced things like this, even as we look to God to serve him and worship him and follow him during the plans that we lay for ourselves. And in the Bible, it's full of men and women who also were making plans for themselves, but often had them upended by the circumstances in which they found themselves. And one such man at the beginning of the nativity story was a man named Joseph. And if you're unfamiliar with the Bible, Joseph, as we'll see in the scripture, would become the surrogate father of the historic Jesus of Nazareth, who would ultimately work to become the salvation or the savior of the world, Jesus would. But let's look at the life of Joseph today and see how this great dreamer, this great man with plans, had them upended and what he learned in the midst of that upending. It says in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just and uh, a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. 
All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. So what we see is that there was this young man named Joseph who had plans for himself. He was a dreamer, right? We know that because of how Jesus was described prior to entering into his ministry at 30 years old, he was described as a carpenter or a stonemason. And so because of that, this Jesus of Nazareth was more than likely fathered in a surrogate way in Joseph's case by a man who also was a carpenter or a stonemason who passed that uh, family business down to Jesus of Nazareth. And so we see that Joseph had some plans for himself as any young Hebrew boy would at that time to build a life for himself. He would work hard. He would have a business. He would have an income. He was betrothed to a woman named Mary, who basically was a woman in those times who was not only somebody he was on Tinder with or somebody who was on Match.com with trying to figure out if they were relationally or even physically compatible, but this was a woman who he was contractually dedicated to. When they were engaged, that meant that in that culture, they were going to see it through. So it was like they were almost already married. They just haven't um, um, consummated the marriage at that point. They were making plans to build a life together. And Joseph was this young Hebrew boy who often thought, um, who at least according to the scripture, thought of himself as a just man. And he was intent on doing what was right. So whenever this woman, Mary, who he's engaged to, shows up pregnant, and according to the scripture, he knows that he hasn't been with her. He has his plans and the picture, the dream that he had for his life completely obliterated, completely upended. And in 2020, can you relate with that? That regardless of what you were planning for this year or the years that follow, you had things upended during this time. For you, it might be a, um, a relationship that ended. For some of you, it might be the loss of a loved one because of the pandemic. For some of you, it might be the loss of income or your business because of the shutdowns. For some of you, it actually might be just the strain of having to try to balance both work and family life as your children have been brought home to be educated even while you try to hold um, keep things afloat. Well, if you are anything like Joseph and you're still trying to serve God, you also might, like Joseph, might find your plans upended and wanting to do just the next best thing. And for Joseph, the next best thing was to try to divorce Mary, who he thought was a virgin, but now is pregnant. He wanted to divorce her quietly and send her away. He said, I guess my plans won't be working out as I thought they would. So let me just figure out what's next. What's the next best thing? And so he had his dream shattered, but he was going to divorce her quietly to try to treat her righteously nonetheless. But you see, when whenever we have our plans upended, 
the first thing that we need to do is not go to the next best thing, but we need to look to God to find out what is it that you're trying to do as your thing by upending my plans. And so in Joseph's case, we see that his plans needed to become God's plans. And in our case, we need to recognize that our plans aren't always necessarily God's plans, though good plans they may be. Joseph's plans were good plans according to all young Jewish Hebrew standards, but ultimately they were not God's plans for his life. And whatever you are disappointed by in 2020, can I tell you that the only disappointment that you may have is that you're understanding or coming to grips with the fact that the plans that you made for yourself aren't necessarily God's plans. But when we understand that God's plans are better plans in the ultimate economy of God and the eternal purposes that he has not only for all of humanity, but for your life, do you know that you can, like Joseph, trade your plans for God plans and find the great joy that he has for you? That's what God wants to do for you in the midst of this Advent season. And we see this as we continue to reflect on what Joseph experienced. He came to grips with the fact that his plans weren't God's plans, but ultimately God's plans were better. And we see that though he was going to the next best thing, the angel had to give him a new dream. God had to come and give him a new dream by speaking to him through the angel and charging Joseph with his plans for his life, God's plans for Joseph's life. And in the dream, we see that they're focusing. Joseph is focused. He was previously just focused on who he would become, what he would do, what he would make of himself in the world. But when God comes to bring his plans, he says, I'm lifting your eyes to a new dream and focusing you on the actual star of the show, who is Jesus, my son, the one about whom all of history, human history is ultimately about and all of human history will ultimately culminate with my son, Jesus Christ. And I'm going to bring you Joseph into my plan to be a part of that story. And do you know that even during the 2020 pandemic, God, through all of his machinations and all of his inner workings, both in people's homes and in the public at large, he is trying to bring you into that eternal plan as well where we understand it's not just about the life I'm trying to make for myself. God is trying to bring you into his story of redemption for all of human history. And so Joseph was given a new dream. And in that dream, the angel said, listen, do not fear. Don't fear your circumstances as you're experiencing them right now. It's obliterating the former dream that you might have had. But do know this, that what's happening in Mary, what's conceived in Mary is of the Holy Spirit. It's of the Holy Spirit. And what I'm not saying is that the pandemic is literally the result of God's 
vindictive nature towards humanity. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that the Holy Spirit is working even in the midst of our plans being upended. God is working even in 2020 in the midst of the pandemic, saving lives, turning families around, redeeming things that were lost and broken. God is doing that just as he was in the womb of Mary. He's saying what's in her is of the Holy Spirit and you need to recognize it as such. Don't be afraid to take her home as your wife. Why? Because she's going to bear a son. There's something that's going to be birthed out of her, birthed out of your pain, Joseph, birthed out of the misunderstandings that people will have towards you and towards your relationship. The questions and even the suspicions that people may have about whether or not you guys consummated your marriage before the appointed time. Listen, Joseph, something beautiful is going to be birthed out of this if you would just look to and trust God. And that is the same word that he has for us during this time. Because to Joseph, the angel said, she, meaning Mary, will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and they shall call him his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. So when God is trading out Joseph's plans for his plans, God's plans, what he's saying is, I'm going to show you now how to interpret what's going on in your time, how to rightly respond to what's going on in your circumstances. I'm going to give you definition by my word. And in the same way, when our plans are upended, rather than just going to the next best thing, what we need to do is find God in his word. Find God in his word and by his spoken word, both by his written word as our foundation and his spoken word by the Holy Spirit, or maybe some of you have had angelic visitations just like Joseph did. God wants to help us interpret and define our circumstances that we might trade our plans for his plans. Now, in Joseph's case, he was going to be the surrogate father of Jesus who would ultimately be God's unique, only begotten son sent to the earth to fulfill the prophetic word of an Israeli prophet named Isaiah, who 700 years prior to Jesus showing up on the scene prophesied about a savior who would come for the world. The Israelites would know him as the Messiah, the Messiah who would come to save his people from their sins. And this Messiah would be born of a virgin. And so in Joseph's times and his dreams being upended and obliterated, God saying, I'm, don't you fear, don't you be afraid to take her home as your wife. She is in fact a virgin and what's happening inside of her is of my doing. She's going to be the one to carry the savior of the world. And by proxy, you are going to have a new definition. You are going to have a new plan put upon your life where I am going to use you as a surrogate father to protect, 
to guide, to steward, to provide for, at least in the flesh, when he was young, this Jesus of Nazareth, so that he can grow in wisdom and stature, in favor with God and man, and ultimately bring salvation to the world. Your plans might have been upended, Joseph, but my plans for you, God's saying, my plans for you are to actually be the fulfillment of this word, this prophetic word spoken 700 years before. You're going to be a part of that. And in the year 2020, as your plans are being upended, do you know that God in the same way is trying to replace the plans that you previously had that were upended with his plans for your life and focus you on the one on whom all of human history revolves, around whom rather, all of human history revolves, Jesus of Nazareth, God incarnate, Emmanuel, who would be God with us, who not only spoke the world into existence, but of sustains God who sustains all things by his powerful word. God with us. He says, I want to focus you on him now. And if you would allow God to begin building his plans in your life to replace your previous plans that were just about you and your accomplishments and who you wanted to be and what you wanted to do, if you would allow him to begin defining you, just like Joseph allowed God to begin defining him, the joy that you're actually looking for will be found by you. It will be found by you. Because it said that when Joseph woke up from his sleep, his slumber, and there's almost been like a metaphorical slumber that all of us have been in in the pandemic, right? Or even prior to that spiritually, just trying to build lives for ourselves unto our own ends, unto our own enjoyment, unto our own purposes. And we've been in a spiritual slumber, but God's utilized this pandemic to wake us up but also to speak to us during that time and say, that's not all the things you are building towards. That's not ultimately the summation of life or what life's ultimately about. What life's ultimately about is one being one in relationship with your creator. And it from that relationship being a life giving blessing to the world around you. And when Joseph woke up from sleep, having received that message that what needs to define my life is not my plan for myself, but God's plans and definition for me, he woke up and he obeyed. And he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, taking home Mary as his wife. The scripture said, but it was very specific, he didn't know her, meaning he didn't consummate the marriage until after Jesus was born. And he, after Jesus was born, named Jesus the name that the angel told him to give him. And he did that because he was saying, now that my life is going to be defined not by my plans for myself, but by God's plans for me, I'm going to allow God's word towards me to define me. Why? Because ultimately it's about not only my salvation, but the salvation of the world. You see, what Joseph understood is that God ultimately wanted to bring a greater significance to his life. Rather than him just 
going through the uh, routine of his everyday experience, maybe um, going through the ins and outs of daily living, providing and, you know, um, having um, um, times of food and mirth and enjoyment, you know, with his family. But then ultimately saying, is this all that there is? He said, God wants to give you an encounter with him in such a way that you begin to build your life on the salvation of God. The very son that's going to come from the womb of your um, your betrothed uh, fiance at that point, but your wife, Mary, she would actually <clears throat> be bringing to the world that which I want to define your life. And in this pandemic period, I'm telling you by the spirit of God, there are things that God's trying to birth out of you that will have you intimately connected to the salvation purposes of God so that what defines you from this point forward are not things that are going to be temporary and eventually burn up, but instead the things that are going to last forever. God's saying that when his plans become your plans, then you actually experience the salvation that he's provided for you. Now, I mean that in two ways. Obviously, I mean that the salvation that he wants to provide for you are for people who don't yet know him. People who say, you know what? I've been living for myself. I've never honored God or worshiped him. But I know that if I were to stand before God in judgment, he would probably have to send me to hell because of how I've lived before him. Now that's all of humanity without Jesus Christ who came to be savior of the world. But it's also in another way, salvation, salvation from the drudgery or the emptiness of life. You see, there are those who say, you know what, I've so, I'm, I'm living for, I believe in Jesus, but ultimately I'm building my life upon what the Bible calls wood, hay, and straw. I'm building my life upon things that aren't going to really lead to eternal things, aren't going to lead to Jesus being pleased and being made known. I'm living for pleasure. I'm living for really the things that are going to give me significance outside of God rather than finding my ultimate significance in him. And what Joseph had to come to was that my salvation is going to be found not only in what this child will accomplish for me, saving me from my sins, but it will also be him saving me from trying to build a life outside of him and finding significance outside of him. And how many of you are still in that place? But this pandemic, this year, 2020 has been shaking you finally free of that, that I've got nothing left to offer this world except him. Accept the joy that's found in him. You see, joy is ultimately found when we know we're hitting the, we're, we're hitting the mark. We're hitting the mark in that for which we were created. And Joseph found that joy because he was like, listen, it's not just about me creating a life for myself. It's about help me helping to steward the salvation that God wanted to bring to the world. And that's the same type of shaking and thing that God wants to do with you, with me, saying it's not anymore just about the dreams that you had for yourself. It's about the dream that God has for you, wants to bring to you, to say, I'm going to make your life about my son, about my salvation and the purposes that I want to bring that are going to last forever in him. And if we would submit to that, just like Joseph did, the joy that we're looking for could finally be ours. 
But it all starts with that thing, understanding that we've made plans, whether consciously or subconsciously for ourselves, that God has many times different plans that are higher and better and that are based in and surround his son, Jesus Christ. And ultimately, his son Jesus came to provide salvation for us by the work that he did on the cross, but also the salvation that he wants to bring in our own hearts, saving us from the drudgery and the emptiness of that which we pursue outside of him. And so today, my appeal to you is to begin this Advent season with a new joy, a new joy by receiving an exchange, almost like a gift exchange. God, I'm giving up my plans to you, receiving from you your plans for me and receiving, if I haven't gotten it yet, the salvation that you provide for me through your son, Jesus, and saving me literally from a life of drudgery by focusing me and giving me the significance of a life bedded in eternal things in your son, Jesus, from this point forward. And so regardless of where you found yourself today, let's come to Jesus. Let's come to the cross and let's find the joy that he's offering in the world as we allow him to exchange our plans for his, giving us his salvation in Jesus' name. So let me end by saying this. I want to pray for you. And for anyone who says, you know what? I have never given God my life. And not only have I been trying to live in the plans that I've made for myself and, but I, I've hit a wall and this year has really broken me emotionally, financially, internally in a way that I had never really expected. I've contemplated. I know by the spirit of God, there are people who've contemplated not only not going forward in life, but ending life as they know it. And God was throwing you a lifeline today saying your life doesn't need to end that you will live and not die and as you choose God's plans proclaim the works of the Lord in his son Jesus and if today you find yourself out of relationship with God but say today God I realize this is a lifeline to me and I want to come into a saving knowledge of you through your son Jesus would you pray this prayer with me Almighty God, I admit to you today that I've lived for myself. I've lived building castles to myself. I've lived trying to just make money in my God. I've lived trying to have all types of um, sex experiences and other types of um, feelings of power and control in my life be ultimately my ultimate end. And God, I know that today it's led me to nothing but disappointment, death, and ultimately hell. But God, I don't want it. And I'm asking you to forgive me. God, I believe that you sent your son Jesus to be joy to the world, to be born of a Virgin Mary, to live the life I should have lived perfectly, to die on the cross in my place sacrificially. And because he was innocent, three days raised him from the dead so that I could have not only forgiveness, but new life in you. God, would you forgive me today of my sin? I'm asking you to make me a new creation. And I say, Jesus is my Lord, my master, the one in charge from this point forward. 
God, give me your great joy, the joy of your salvation that you provided through Jesus and help me to live according to your plan from this point forward, your word from this point forward in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, the good news is, is if you prayed that prayer, God said he's made you a new creation. So would you go with me to our website, secondcitychurch.com slash new life? There you can find not only resources, but next steps of how to walk out this new life according to God's plan with a community of believers in Jesus name. Now we're going to continue to reflect on these realities throughout the week in our community groups. And if you've not found one yet, please do join us at our website to find both in-person and virtual options. We want you to know that we'll be praying for you throughout this week and encourage you to bring another friend who also needs to hear this good news of Jesus with you next week. But until then, God bless you. Have a wonderful week in the Lord, and we'll see you next week.